the bad place crew, they're all terrible bullies. And they outnumber me. They even have their own bad Janet. I'll show you. Bad Janet? What? Bad Janet. Um, where is the nearest cafe? Oh, um, that's a good question. It's up your mom's butt, you fat dink. What is even the purpose of a Janet who behaves in such a manner? Unclear. I feel like you're going to have a major bone to pick with today's episode of The Good Place and how one of the very core things that makes The Bad Place the bad place for Eleanor is jazz music. Yeah, I feel a little attacked. Exactly. I felt like as soon as I heard that line, I just cringed on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with it. I think jazz music is great. But how I just want to get right into that. Did you feel destroyed by that? How did that make you feel? You know, it's it's my, I guess, third or fourth time seeing this episode and and having to hear her say that once again. It hurts every time, and it does it does hurt Eleanor's standing in my heart ever so slightly. <laughs> but, you know, I, I could look past it in our friendship. With the fictional character. Yeah, but okay. that's where it would have to end for us, you know. Well, you know what doesn't hurt every time is a brand new episode of everyone's favorite good place, rewatch podcast into the time knife hi everyone i'm fake zach Do i'm very glad song? to be here for another week well i mean we play the good place intro music have you oh have you ever listened to the the not podcast the beginning i usually don't start hearing week? it until danny's like halfway through it wow I go, or sometimes i walk in and i like respond with what i'm about to say because i have the same reaction um and <laughs> yeah say it that is kind of indicative of your character a little bit Mm -hmm. like you just are in the conversation again and you would have said the same thing no matter what it's true i'm i'm always me no more no less well that's all i want you to be buddy i'm glad you're here i said my name under your weirdness introduce Uh, yourself to the i'm steven hello what our name together are like Mm -hmm. combination like if like our couple name the 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 scorpioti or whatever Mm -hmm. would we be i think stevery Pruker? Yeah. I don't think we need to do first day and last name. I think we do. Because I'm thinking more ship name. It would just be one name. And I don't mm. really like Steve-ry or Zachvin. I think maybe Zachvin works better as a ship name. Because it says all of your name and half of mine. Well, I, I trimmed the H. You just can't tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so really, it's four. It's Z-A-C-P-H-E-N. So mm-hmm. really, it's heavy on the Steven. But as always, <laughs> I can't help but be the bright, shining star in every scenario. That's fair. What if we just like combined our last names and that was it? Like We just went by our last names like we were, I don't know. Who goes by just their last name, Zach? Give me, give me an example. Who goes by their last name? I don't yeah, know. People I knew in high school that probably had a serious emotional complexity with it. Sure. Complexity. Yeah. Complexicity. Because who are they, you know? Yeah. I'm my I father. <laughs> I'm never going to be him. Don't call me Adam. That's my dad's name. Guys, write us in uh, what you think Stephen and I's ship name should be. Yeah, tell when, us what your dad's names are. When he and I are alone together, we're not exactly calling each other by our first name. So mm-hmm. I'm not used to how it sounds off of our tongues. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so what would you call us? Please write us in. Write us in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the program. We're going to get 
right on into it. We've got a lot to talk about today. The ninth episode of The Good Place. We're getting so close to the end of the first season already. We've got like four episodes left, right? It's just fleeting away. Four it's episodes crazy. after this one. Excited. We've got to start at the top of the show by shouting out our $10 and up patrons at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, and Autumn Marsh. Autumn Marsh. Love those people. Yeah, big fan of all of them. Big fan. And we would love to add your name. Your support can start at $5 a month over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. And it's a big time over there because starting... 420 man we're gonna be launching our new weekly patreon podcast the basement where we'll be going through every episode of that 70s that 80s and that 90s show well who knows zach by the time we get to the end there might be a that 2000s show that's true got it hope not (laughs) but i'm so excited it's gonna be a cool look at at a show that I think is very nostalgic for both of us. We both grew up watching it before we really understood everything that was going on. It also birthed me referring to sex as doing it for the first, (laughs) I don't know, 17 years of my life. Well, that's what I've been thinking. It is like the first adult show that I remember really liking when I was Mm -hmm. a kid because it's high schoolers and they're very immature that I think I fell in love with it right away so it'll be interesting to revisit it as an adult but still an adult that was not alive in the 70s or 80s and was just there for a skosh of the 90s yeah just a drop i think it's gonna be really fun so if you're interested in a more than half-baked take on an episode of a classic sitcom every week with zach and steven patreon.com it's a good time come check it out yeah dive in dip your little toesies in the water But that's enough about that. Steven, you've got literally one of the most earth shattering. I've got to tell this on the podcast Mm -hmm. stories you've had in our history of doing these shows together. So the floor is yours. Tell us. All right. So Attack on Titan is broken into. No, no, no. Oh, Um, God. We just lost all of our listeners. I know. They all went right off. Um, So the one one listener it's it's no secret if you've been around zach and i for a while that we get some zany adventures sometimes and we're we're a fan of of different mediums of of entertainment uh, we like to show it's way to philadelphia the there's, a, sure. there's a joke on there where there's like a oh, cat in the wall mm-hmm. now you're speaking my language well i truly had a cat um in my wall so uh, i'm gonna let's let's rewind time it's yeah, it's, sure. it's it's a week ago the day before we're gonna report record last week's episode and I go out, go downstairs to get myself some Taco Bell Uber Eats delivered, you know, pick it up. Um, but apparently when I opened the door, a little sneaky little kitty cat ran in the house. And I, I didn't notice. But Danny made made eye contact with this cat. And Danny was raised to So have you a didn't notice cat. at all. You're just thinking No, about I'm that downstairs picking Baja up Blast that freeze. Yeah, I didn't get the freeze. It's, it was a chilly evening. So I, mm. I went with just a standard Baja Blast for myself. Uh, but I, I come in the house and Danny's like, there's a cat in the house. And I'm like, you're joking with me. Like, this is a ha ha good one. Ha ha good one. Uh, and she's like, no, I'm serious. There's a cat and I don't know where it is. And so we're looking for the cat and I was like, oh, it's probably my upstairs neighbors. So I called him said, hey, did your cat get out? And he's like, I sure hope not. Is my door closed? And I walked up the stairs, door wide open. His other cat's like looking at me like, what's the door going was on? door very open. Yeah. So I shut the door 
Because uh, so we live in an older like apartment building. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you when you leave and think you shut the door, it didn't shut all the way. So you got to really pull it close. Make sure it latched. Not yeah. just closed, but latched. Exactly. And so it didn't latch. It was windy, blew open. So long story short, we're looking I in the house. I hate it when I'm trying to latch and I just can't quite latch. You just latch. can't latch. Sometimes, I know. Sometimes Steven you just, just got to shut up. I'm trying to latch, be quiet so I can latch and this yeah. can go quickly and easily for everyone involved. Yeah. A anyway. quick and simple latch is best for all. Um, <laughs> less pain emotionally. Because I do bite, so yeah. you better get I'm it teething. over with quickly, constantly. I'm like a shark; they just keep coming in yeah, and out. I still have some I'm waiting to come in. So <laughs> I just have a feeling. Yeah, you're saving up that tooth fairy money. I've been storing teeth for years. Yep. But you know, Sunday comes and goes. We go, we don't find the cat. Looking in all the closets, but we're like, okay, maybe it's hiding somewhere. It'll come out in the night. So we set out some food. Set out like a little camera pointing at the food. No cat. So we're like, okay, can't find the cat anywhere. Cat's probably not here. And then Tuesday, I get home from work, and one of the piles of cat food's gone. And I'm like, ah, maybe he ate it. So I call Danny. I'm like, hey, did you? Danny was like, I'm sorry, I was starving. The fridge was <laughs> well, because Danny a few had cleaned the day steps before. And I was like, did uh-huh. you clean up the cat food? And she's like, well, I thought about moving it to another pile, but I don't remember. And I was like, well, it'd be great if you could, but she could not. So we're we're left in a state of limbo of I don't know if the cat's here or not. So that night. We move the cat food to where where I thought that the cat food was before. In the morning, it's gone. So I call my neighbor and say, hey, cat's here somewhere. You know, Something's in this house. Can confirm something has eaten food. the cat food. And it wasn't me, and I don't think it was Danny. So he sets up like what I think must be like a raccoon trap where like when it walks in the cage, like the door shuts behind it. And yeah. set it with like some nice food, sprayed it with cat pheromones, you know, threw some food out some places, and set up a camera in the closet and then pointing at the cage, right? I really just wish that this story ended with you realizing with the camera that every night you sleepwalk, get <laughs> yourself a fork and knife and a napkin <laughs> on your lap and enjoy the cat food on the floor. That's what I wish happened. But. That would be great. Um, so I wake up in the morning. There's no cat in the cage. I'm like, ah, okay. there, maybe there's a cat. And I, and I check my phone, and I have a, a, a message from my upstairs neighbor that's pictures of the cat triggering the camera. Because it's like one of those like pet Because you're filming, that... and the, the neighbor yeah. has access to... Steven's a cam boy, if you didn't know. <laughs> so you can really just watch a live stream of his apartment. Yeah, he does tip well. But the cat, it like snapped a picture because it detected... You know, activity yes. in front of it right. and heard cat noises because it's like set where it doesn't trigger for people. Yes. Only cats. So it takes a picture of the cat and I'm like, oh, shit, cat's there. And then he sends me a video and you see the cat jumping down from something. Now, keep in mind, we have like a closet in our living room that, mm-hmm. you know, like has some shelves. We took everything out of there and looked. No goddamn cat. <laughs> like look through all That's the clothes. In my mind. I'll keep took it out in the that suitcases. Mind. It's in there. No goddamn cat anywhere. Right. He was, came was down he on and top of me. the thing. He was like wriggled in between the she was uh, in between the clothes behind a suitcase like really nooked and cranny well this cat has got to be like i don't know where the fuck yeah I am she was scared as shit these people are because she also had been dead silent for all this yeah. time this is this is now thursday morning yeah so i, I call him like, hey cat's in here uh well before i called him this is like four or five days that the cat's yeah been there. so sunday cat got in thursday Did you morning find any cat shit now. or piss anywhere? no none she so held this it. cat didn't poop or pee? No, she was. She is stealth, Zach. She's a true professional. If I get left alone in Steven's apartment for more than 16 minutes, I'm letting <laughs> that stuff out. 
Well, so I, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this cat. She's got to be in the closet. So I just start like wow. pushing stuff against the wall and like trying to like move something that makes the cat move basically without mm-hmm. like hurting it. Like I didn't like slam the suitcase in the wall, but I definitely heard like a, they don't, and then she runs up like this, like pipe that's connected to like our heat. And then I'm like, hey, it's okay, Noella. No, no, like calling her by name. And I like had a, a treat in my hand. It's like, hey, it's okay. Everything's <laughs> fine. It's a me, a Mario. That's not and as disarming as you think it is. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, me. I learned it's that. okay. I know it's your me. name. And so then she like <laughs> runs on top of clothes that are hanging out and just like oh, no. we made eye contact. And have you ever seen the meme that's like P. Diddy in the one contestant on that music show and they're just looking at each other for a while? I don't know. Back and forth? Ah, well, it was like Probably. that. And so I'm like, <laughs> so I call him I'm like, hey, looking her dead in the eyes right now. So then he comes and like, you know, wraps her in a blanket to like get her and bring her upstairs and stuff. So she was returned the cat home at all safely. Like, oh, I know this guy? Or was no, not just... not at all. Yeah. She was scared for shit. Like she, yeah. She like went with him, but she was actively like trying to not be picked up and taken yeah. somewhere because she was just scared. You know, she was in a different place for a for few days. days. Yeah, It'd be traumatic. With I'm very sure. little food and water, so you know. But but she's home safe. Um, everyone's okay. She'll and never be the same, is, but she's there. <laughs> if you think there's not a cat in your house, there goddamn is. That's that's what I learned. There's always a cat. It's nine o'clock, parents. <laughs> do you know where your cat is tonight? <laughs> That's true. Cats are so slippery. Yeah. And I haven't, I don't, I'm not going to follow that story. I'm not going to say shit. That was a great story and I can't follow that. But I have, we, we very sadly like locked our cat in a closet or something for mm-hmm. an afternoon or evening because they slip into places yeah. and don't make it known that they're there and don't necessarily go right to, hey, I'm in here, let me out when they get shut up. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, nice and peace and quiet. And they're like, oh, shit, I want to leave. That's yeah. crazy. But that was that was my big exciting uh, story for the week, Seth. Yeah. I'm thinking, how long do you think I could go in your apartment living with you without being noticed? I think that I would hear your quivering <laughs> and, like, heavy panting yeah. breathing you while I slept. <laughs> It's enough to wake the building. I would very much Edward Cullen you while you sleep. Yeah. Just stand well, you got to keep me safe. Glower. Mm-hmm. Glower? Is that a word? Or did I just make that up? I think you made that. I've never Glower. heard Glower. I like that. That was good. I got what it meant, kind of. Let's talk about The Good Place. We're here to talk about the ninth episode of season one of The Good Place. It's called Someone Like Me as a Member. Maybe e- I'll find someone like you. This episode was directed by Dean Holland, who, after this episode, directs quite a few. He directs the episode Mindy St. Clair later this season. He directs the episodes The Trolley Problem, Janet and Michael, The Burrito, Everything is Bonzer, Parts 1 and 2, and one of the last episodes of the show, which is called Don't Let the Good Life Pass You By. So this is a pretty big name in directing episodes of The Good Place. Outside of The Good Place, Dean directed two episodes of The Office, 27 episodes of Parks and Recreation, seven episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, eight episodes of a Netflix show that Steven and I both enjoy called Love, which yeah. that'd be close to a whole season of that show across eight episodes, mm-hmm. right? And then more recently, he's directed eight episodes of the Topher Grace show, Home Economics. Have you heard of that show? I have not. Is it and, like AP Bio, but it's Home Ec instead? No, I think it's like a hour-long dramedy, and it's about like a family, and he's like a struggling writer or something like that. Wow, it's a lot less fun than I thought. Uh, and he, <laughs> uh, Dean, directed two episodes of a show that just premiered a few weeks ago called Not Dead Yet, which stars uh, Gina Rodriguez from Jane mm-hmm. the Virgin. Yeah. Have you seen all of Jane the Virgin? 
Yeah, I have. I stopped watching because I got really pissed. Yeah, and I know exactly why and why mm-hmm. you would stop. I stuck it through, and it never fully recovered from that. But yeah. at least with that specific plot line, they never did anything that made me glad they had done it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the- a really clever and and well done show. Overall, I feel very I really fondly about that show. That didn't that didn't like How I Met Your Mother the show for me, yeah. but it was kind of close. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode, Someone Like Me as a Member, was written by Jen Statsky. Uh, we've heard her name before because she co-writes with some of the writers we've talked about before. Nice. Uh, in The Good Place, she co-writes Mindy St. Clair with Megan Amram. She writes part one of Everything is Great. Uh, she wrote Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent with Dan nice. Schofield. Uh, she wrote Everything is Bonzer, parts one and two, with the series creator, Michael Schur. And she wrote Pandemonium, the season three finale, with Megan Amram. And Mondays, Am I Right?, which might be the episode before last of the whole show. She, wow. Or a couple, of, one of the last episodes, she wrote that too. So, Jen Statsky, big good place name. Yeah, absolutely. Heavy hitters for this one. Outside of this, she has 246 writing credits for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Nice. Your favorite show. Yep. Uh, she wrote two episodes the of Parks and Recreation, <laughs> 12 episodes of the Netflix show with Maria Bamford, Lady Dynamite. Uh, she oh, wrote nice. on 13 episodes of Broad City. I like Broad City. And 18 episodes of a more recent show called Hacks, which I believe she is one of the creators of. Oh, that's cool. And this episode originally aired on November 3rd, 2016. With all of that out of the way, let's do some trivia. I've got a bunch. Should I go first or should you? Uh, Why don't you go first, Zach? Okay. Well, actually, you mentioned this one earlier in the episode. So if you don't get it right, I'm going to be very upset with you. Uh Uh-oh. What was Eleanor's senior year high school mascot? The Scorpiotes. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, that's a fun. That was a fun little detail. Yeah, that's cute. I like that. It was cute. What was Eleanor doing at the grocery store when she died? Well, we already know this. She was buying a margarita mix. And uh, celebrity no, celebrity baby plastic surgery oopsies. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept it. It's surgery. It's a magazine called Celebrity Baby Plastic Surgery Disasters. Not oopsies. Not oopsies. <laughs> they didn't put that one on the cover. But I'll give it to you. That was, that was correct. Okay. What have they been doing to real Eleanor in the bad place? Oh, oh, there's a lot. Okay, so during the day, mm-hmm. she has to. It's it's just it's a, a never-ending baby shower. She's uh-huh. got to throw for someone she doesn't know, and uh-huh. every time she forgets anyone's name, she gets a very powerful shock. Uh-huh. Um, and then at night, it's mostly you know just your normal torture stuff the lava monsters and all that. I I don't remember everything she said with the normal torture stuff. Okay, this is what I have written down. Uh, she has to go to a stranger's baby shower and be in charge of it. And mm-hmm. if she doesn't remember everyone's name, she gets a strong shock. Uh, yeah. And then the regular stuff is flying piranhas, mm-hmm. lava monsters, college improv. College improv. And what we started the show talking about, jazz music. Jazz. Never-ending jazz. Never-ending. It's a cute little detail. This is the introduction of of, of, of real Eleanor. That's fun. Um, what does Michael offer the Bad Place folks instead of Eleanor. A unicorn. A unicorn, And what they're going to do with it is just unspeakable. It's not good. (laughs) How did the real Eleanor's adopted parents die, and what age was she? Um, She was four. Good job. I don't remember 
The bird flu. The bird flu. Damn it. She does say bird flu. Where is the nearest cafe? The nearest cafe. That's going to be up your mom's butt, you fat dink. There was no fat, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'm sure there was. In my episode, there certainly was. Oh, I thought she said you dink. I, I, I was I'll you t- fat dink. Oh, nice. As many love, times as I've been called that in my day, I bad heard it. Janet. Yeah, love bad Janet. Word, <laughs> word. Um, where is the not good Buffalo Wild Wings in Jacksonville located? Well, it was my turn to ask a question, actually. Oh, sorry about that. So I'll go with my next question. Uh, which Jacksonville Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> is not the nice one? Uh, the one that's above the gas station. Yeah, there you go. It's a mulligan. Why don't you ask another one, Zach? Okay. What are the Bad Place Girls examples of karaoke songs? Oh, fuck. Um, this was a funny joke. Yeah. The first one, it wasn't Machiavelli. Who was the uh, dictator of Italy during World War One? I? I Mus- cannot Mussolini? answer that for you. Yes. Mussolini speech. Correct. Um, it was the Mel Gibson uh, night phone call, the tapes, recordings. The Mel Gibson rant. There yes. There we go. Um, and then Cinched the it. winner were the Nixon tapes. Good job. Good yeah, job. that was a really funny one. You go um, ahead. You got more. What movie are Eleanor's friends going to see? Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. They made a second one? What more can they have to what say? Okay, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. What was Eleanor's new type of heavy petting that she developed? I got nothing for this one. I don't Is know. that not in your episode? It might be. It might not be. Maybe when you say it, I'll know. Well, it's when she's talking to Trevor at the bar mm-hmm. about all the bad stuff she did. And yeah. She invented a new type of heavy petting in high school over the hands mouth stuff. Over the pants mouth stuff is what it is. Over the pants That might mouth be stuff. in the episode. I don't remember and that he's one. he's like, oh, I'm a big there. fan. That's great. Um, what are the demons snorting? Time, the concept of time. Concept of time, absolutely. I have one more question. Mm-hmm. What does the NASA Pro team do outside of work? Um, maybe go for a drink after work every once in a while. And one um, other thing. And the other thing was, uh, he runs um the occasional drill to see how quickly everyone can shred evidence. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. funny. You yeah, can that's work it. Here and not talk to anybody. Um, what creature does Michael say the bad place has? What creature does Michael say the bad place has? I don't think I have anything for this one. Mm. He mentioned that they have four-headed flying bears. Four-headed flying bears. Which is confirmed by real Eleanor. I'm sure that line was in my episode. I don't remember that part. Wow. Yeah. I think that was the only one you didn't get, Zach. Yeah, and you did pretty well, too, outside of the one that you couldn't have known or that you maybe missed. I don't know. We'll have no way of ever knowing. Good job for us. But what I do have a way of knowing is that uh, we always do, did Steven watch the blah, blah, blah this week first? I know. I I managed to, to just slide right through there. About... Two questions in, I started thinking about that, but that's okay. I wanted to keep you on those pretty little toes. Oh, I'm so you I'm never in point feel shoes too under comfy this as we go into our next segment, one of my favorite segments. That's right, everyone. You've been crying ever since you realized we hadn't done it yet. It's time to find out. Did Stephen watch the Did episode? Stephen watch the episode this week. <laughs> Nixon thing. <laughs> nice. You could tell if you saw the hands. Well, if you watch us on YouTube, you, you can see yeah, every I bit am of not our a crook. hands. 
it's not the best Nixon I've ever heard. Yeah, I I almost did a question that was asking which uh, which groups he was talking poorly about <laughs> the Irish uh, and the Jews. Yeah, <laughs> but well, and it was as he's doing the Irish, I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. I'll I'll mention that. And then the the Jew thing came up, and I was like, ooh. If this is your first time listening to us, every week Stephen has 20 seconds to tell us everything that happened in this week's episode of The Good Place, someone like me as a member, and then I'll grade him on it. Tell him how good of a job he did Mm -hmm. in recapping the episode for me and for our listening audience. How do you feel this week? I have no idea. This is an episode I really like, Mm -hmm. and it's one that I remember very well, but that might hurt me because I might over explain things I don't need to because I have a habit of talking about the parts of the episodes I like a lot. Sure. And that's not necessarily always the most important beat. Right. So let's see what I can do. Okay. 20 seconds on the clock. I won't mess you up by showing the counting down timer. This Here, time. I'm just not going to look because I think it is good for the audience. So I'm, I'm just going to look right at my microphone. Well, I don't know how good you, <laughs> I don't know how good that is either. Or Okay. I'm going to look. Right at the camera. Honestly, that's a thought, though, because will it help to have no contact with me to, like, feed off of how you're doing? I don't know. Should I show uh, Should I show the stopwatch or shan't show I? The, show, show the stopwatch. I'm not surely to not going to edit a stopwatch over it. Yeah. I'll show either the show it I have you covered. Oh, that's okay. a lot of work. That takes a lot of brain power. I'm just going to yeah, look right at the Yeah, just do it. I'm not going to show the stopwatch. I'm not showing the stopwatch. You're not showing the stopwatch. Not showing the stopwatch. That's what we've decided. Okay. You got 20 seconds. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Three, two, one, go. Trevor and the Bad Place crew are here. They've arrived and they brought the real Eleanor. So they're going to take Bad Eleanor back with them. But Michael's like, no, let let her her stay. Let's figure something out. Let's figure out a trade. Um, During that time, Chidi and real Eleanor start to bond. Um, Our Eleanor feels jealous and she drunkenly agrees to go with Trevor to the Bad Place. Um, Meanwhile, the Bad Place crew is at Tahani's house, trashing it, having a party. I mean, you got the A plot really well, but yeah. you didn't get enough of what's going on with Michael and Tahani mm-hmm. and the Bad Place people. And even though it's a very small moment, I would have loved a mention of that Jason and Janet moment. Yeah. But you got the A plot really well. You just didn't have enough time to get everything that you needed to it's get. True. I, so I really I'm a had to cram the Tahani stuff in there at the end. Give you, yeah, you did. Uh, I think that's a. I'm feeling nice. I think that's a B. Thank you. I, I thought that, that was, was a pretty coherent one. You're showing a lot else. of potential. It was very lucid today. Thank you. Is there anything else we need to do before we just talk about this thing? I think we can dive right in, Zach. Okay. Someone like me as a member. Episode nine, we're getting to the last chunk of season one. How did you feel about this episode this time? Um, Like I, like I was saying, this is one that I remember really well. I think that- really. Not only for the introduction of the the real Eleanor and and kind of her bonding with Chidi, but also for the the demons at Tahani's house to me sure. is is very memorable. I know this isn't the only episode that they're there, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's very funny. And even though this episode maybe um, in terms of plot and progression is not the the most you know imperative, I think that it does set up the things that are coming really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's funny. You know, it's a funny episode. Adam Scott, this is probably my favorite role of his. Um, and that's coming from someone who's watched all of Parks and Recreation You should times. watch Severance. You should buy the bullet and watch Severance. But yeah. so he, is that you're an right Apple when TV you say show? that he played. Yeah, it is on Apple Sounds TV. like an Apple TV show. But you're right when you say that Christopher Walken's in it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, there you go. And it's really good. Conolingus. Um, 
you're totally right that Adam Scott plays this type of asshole really well. Mm-hmm. And he's got to actually be a nice guy to be able to yeah. play that type of character. He was the bully on Boy Meets World for a while. Nice. He's good at playing that type of guy. And I'll say this. And this is coming from someone who did not feel this way at one point. The reason why Adam Scott is superior to Jesse Eisenberg is because Whoa. we know that Adam Scott seems like a nice guy. And Jesse Eisenberg just comes off like an asshole. That's so weird two people to compare, I feel like. I know. I was thinking of who's who's a bit of an ass. Who plays an ass very well? Mm, Jesse Eisenberg does play an asshole well. I don't dislike Jesse Eisenberg because I recently watched the movie that he directed. And I think his shtick is developing into he has a very specific sensibility. Mm-hmm. And he has quite a way of showing that in a way that it could be interesting to see what types of movies he makes moving forward. Mm-hmm. But as far as an actor, it really depends on the movie. Yeah. Uh, my most experience with, with Eisenberg is uh, Social Network and yeah. uh, what was the movie he was in with Kristen Stewart? I really liked it. it was Adventureland? Like oh, no, no, no. America, uh, American Ultra. American Ultra. That was Adventureland's good, good too. I like Adventureland. I wanted to uh, say American Hustle, but that was Yeah, American Ultra. I've seen American good. Ultra. That was good. Yeah, probably my favorite of the three movies I just mentioned. Well, that's your Eisen talk for the week. I'm <laughs> with you on Come this to see episode. us next week to see us uh, compare his shirtless torso to, oh, Je- to Michael Sarah's, and we're going to see who... Looks hey, more like a piece of paper. That's a sandwich I'd be happy to be a part of. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think this episode, I feel about the same way as you. I think it's a little bit of a filler episode. Mm-hmm. But there's a big but. Uh, it's very funny and I it's love filled a big with but. all of these bad place details that make the episode a lot of fun. And if you know the spoiler at the end of the first season, this episode becomes much more purposefully a filler episode Mm -hmm. and being able to watch it from that context i think makes it a lot more fun than what it is without knowing it exactly let's talk about it i the episode opens with these really nice shots of nature and eleanor having this kind of serene moment as she is coming to terms with what's going on around her that she might be losing all of the nice things that have made this place worth fighting to figure out how she's gonna stay I like when this show, you know, it, it sometimes is very much last time on The Good Place. This happened and now we're here because it's usually a direct continuation. Sometimes you need that, especially yeah. as it was airing once every week. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I like when the show departs from that and has a kind of what's going on at the beginning of the episode. You know, whether it was um, last week, which starts with her in the waiting room and or this one that starts with this kind That's of almost point. documentary nature stock B-roll you know, it starts with a sense of urgency because that's ripped away. And we see the the room, Michael's office, where they're they're talking about the situation, Trevor yeah. and Michael and the two Eleanors. Now that both Eleanors are are here, uh, we learn a couple of things about how closely connected these two Eleanors were that might have added to how this mix up happened. They were both in the same place when they died and they died within 10, a tenth of a second of each other. Was this part in your episode? Yes, that was in there. Okay, you made the, a face. No, sorry, it's because I accidentally uh, stepped on my foot massager down here. Oh, and yeah, that'll do it. started going. <laughs> <laughs> my feet aren't in it, but uh, it was making a noise. Sorry about that. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, 
Maurizio, Maurizio, when you're doing the final uh, mastering pass through, can you uh, just bleep that out? Thank you. What Steven doesn't let most of our fans know is that every time we're recording, he is being, his feet are being pampered by young sweatshop (laughs) boys with little devices that were and pins and prods. He's got cucumbers on his eyes. You'll know if you watch the video version of the show. Yeah, I, I must be in a state of luxury to uh, to to podcast. put up with me for two hours. It's in my contract. <laughs> uh, okay, so both Eleanor's died just about at the same time at the same grocery store. Uh, who will call real Eleanor, not our mm-hmm. Eleanor? We'll call real yeah. Eleanor. Was actually trying to save fake Eleanor in that moment that they yeah. both died and failed. Real Eleanor was there to buy food for a homeless shelter that she was helping out at. Meanwhile, our Eleanor, as we know, was there for margarita mix and baby plastic surgery disaster, <laughs> which is really funny to show yeah. the stark difference in these two characters that that seem very linked and very similar to each other. And I think that's a very funny fake, you know, magazine to come up with because then it, it's not it. I don't know. They take it the extra step for the joke. And I think that's funny. It's interesting the idea that they introduce that the good place doesn't know what people look like. Look like they just yeah. know the details and their dots. That's interesting. <laughs> that seems like it's just asking for a mistake like this, but supposedly yeah, it's it's it worked does. for all of existence until now. Well, you know, Zach, I don't see color. So why why would why would God as many times as you've Am called I me God? Whitey on today's Zoom call alone, <laughs> I can just tell that that's not true. I keep shipping Zach just cases and cases of saltine crackers with no note attached. He's like, did I win a sweepstakes? <laughs> yeah, I'm like Michael that even when I'm being jeered, I can't see it. So I'm like, oh, this is great. I must have won the saltine cracker sweepstakes. That Salty I of the enter. Year Award. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the good place doesn't know looks. They're just dots to everyone, and Michael's kind of explaining that. And Trevor gets a really great. He's like bleh 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 bleh. Interrupts Michael because it's boring and he doesn't want to hear it. Really funny, and I'm sure probably improvised or at least on the spot directed, uh, where he goes on just like three or four times too long. Too many. And it's I'm really glad funny. that was yeah. in yours. I thought maybe that was an extended. Yeah, I was happy that was in mine too because that was funny. I think that makes the joke. You know, just that much funnier because he's he's the epitome of like obnoxious and annoying, like and it's intentional. Yeah. And so, of course, he's going to do it like just too long. What I really like about this moment and what I think actually says a lot, if we want to look at Trevor's character, Mm -hmm. is that his idea in this matter is it doesn't matter why or how the mistake was made. It is so clear based off of her behavior as a human that Eleanor was bad and belongs in the bad place. So it doesn't matter what Michael's going to say. Trevor's pretty firm on she is our trash bag and we're going to take her with us. But Michael, especially after that moment last week where Chidi took a moment to say something to Mm -hmm. him, is really committed now to figuring out or at least trying as hard as he can to figure out maybe a way that Eleanor could stay. Yeah. So he's willing to make a trade. This whole episode, Michael's thing is like he's trying to impress and win over the bad place people so he can maybe have more leverage in the argument for why Eleanor should stay. And at first he's willing to trade with them. And what they want is a unicorn (laughs) instead of Eleanor. Do you remember what they want to do with the unicorn? (laughs) 
bad things. I don't grinded, remember all of them. Grinded, grinded horn and horn down snorted snorted was it. the thing that stood out Was to there me. something with like skinning it and using its pelt for something? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Nothing good. Nothing good. Just leave, leave the unicorns alone. I don't know, though. I feel like I'd be a little bit honored if, if, if I was as valuable as a unicorn. Oh, to me, you surely are. Aw. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Michael tells fake Eleanor after they have their little exchange about, could you stop calling me fake Eleanor? He's like, it just (laughs) makes it easier. Uh, He tells fake Eleanor that he's committed to stalling until they find a way for her to stay. And he tells her that Chidi saying something on her behalf is a a big reason why this is happening, uh, why he's helping her out, which is nice to to have Eleanor get to know that Chidi is the reason why. Yeah, because she didn't know that he did that for her and i think that's it just a thing that's going to be reaffirmed later on Mm -hmm. in the episode is that they're still a team even though things are different and there's who was supposed to be his soulmate originally is here now he's he's got eleanor's back and always has and i think that her finding out that should have done maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit more to let her know that he still cares about her but I, i do think that all the emotional beats of the episode and that sort of thing are very justified nerd. it works that's the overarching theme of this episode it's the mm-hmm. title of this episode the idea of a team or more importantly than a team like a, a small group within a community that you feel like you really belong to mm-hmm. uh, that you feel accepted by and that you feel open and safe in and it's a really important thing to have and it's not that easy to Find a small community where you can be that open and honest and yeah. and not worry about how people are thinking of you. You just know that they're on your side and how Eleanor. OK, so Michael says that he thinks that Eleanor belongs and that she's a part of this team. And that's what kicks off the flashback. We get Eleanor's high school flashback and she is so I don't know. I'm I'm sure insecurity has a lot to do with it, but yeah. she's so unsure of her place or why anyone would give her a place in something that she just rejects any notion of it, which I think is, even though it's silly in this episode, is it is a human thing to, Absolutely. to do, to, to not trust when maybe sometimes people are openly trying to well, be Well, especially if you're someone who, as we've learned and will continue to learn, feels like the people that care about them always abandon them and leave them. Why would you work on nurturing and developing friendships that are just going to disappoint you and leave you feeling worse about yourself. But at what point does that become you're just nihilist? At what point are you guarding yourself? And at what point is your guarding taking over so much that there's no way of getting in? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this scene is. <laughs> and my main takeaway from this scene where first a nerd comes up to Eleanor, wants her in the group, then uh, a cool girl, a mean girl comes in, wants Eleanor in their group, and she turns them both down brutally. And then says, you know what, and stands up on the table <laughs> and just announces to everyone that I would never want to be friends with you. And all I could think this whole time is like, if this happened in my high school, I would be obsessed with this girl. I know you would. You would, would literally be, be the guy who walked up afterward. Hey, you really showed those posers. And then she's like, shut up. That would so be me. Yeah, I would be I, I, I'd be into it too. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. That's all I have to say about that. I would just yeah. be into it. <laughs> Michael is going to join with Tahani in this episode for advice on negotiating with the bad place people. Uh, talking about how he did, did you have did your episode have the bit about the unicorn corn holders? No. 
He's like talking to Tahani about wanting to win over the bad place people and how he's going to trade a unicorn. And what do you get for someone that wants a unicorn and wants to do bad things to them? Do you get a unicorn holder, like a corn holder for a unicorn? Mm -hmm. Like he makes a joke about having the, you know, a corn holder, what I'm talking about, right? A corn holder? Like the little things? Pokey things, yeah. There's a line about him giving them a set of those to eat the unicorn. (laughs) No, I don't think that's in mine. But there's a bigger problem. The Bad Place crew and their bad Janet outnumber just Michael. So he's got a lot of work to do to win them over and to have more leverage in this fight. And this is the introduction of Bad Janet. I don't know if you said it on the record or not, but you seem to have Bad Janet. It seems to awaken something in you. It it awakens a lot of things. Do you like being negged, Steven? You know, I don't know that I do, but I think I do. And it's it's strange because, and this is, you know, Danny's one of the nicest people I've ever met. And, sure. and you know, like I, I obviously her. I don't know yeah. her as intimately as you do, but I do know her to just be a nice Yeah, super person. nice. Yeah. Uh, but there's something in me that, you know, if bad Janet is over here telling me terrible things and calling me a fat dink and yeah. not being helpful, you know, it, it gets it gets a little fluttering going in <laughs> well, here. It's, the, it's not good behavior. It's the but, Sandy from Greece yin and yang yeah you kind of want the prudish schoolgirl kind version and you also kind of want want the, the... leather jacket cigarette yeah. smoking badass tell me about it stud who who did we say we're talking to this week marcione could you please <laughs> Maurizio? Maurizio. sorry Maurizio. could you please get me a sound clip of steven saying tell me about it stud and find some way to tape it to my bedroom ceiling <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me get a screen grab for you. Thanks, Maritz. Yeah, Bad Janet's really funny. She shows up. The way Darcy plays Bad Janet, you can just tell she's having a lot of fun. Bad Janet, where's the nearest cafe? It's up your mom's butt, you dink. Ha 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 ha. And the funniest part of that to me is then when she leaves, Tahani's like, what could ever be the point of a Janet that behaves that way? And Michael just says, unclear. <laughs> Which <laughs> well, I thought true. was really Why, funny. why the is point? there a bad Janet? <laughs> well, it's because of stuff that we could talk about in the spoiler section. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. Michael doesn't know what her purpose is. He doesn't know how to deal with negative emotion which is really mm-hmm. sweet. He's dealing with negative emotion about Eleanor being taken and about the mistake that's been made and needs Tahani's help. And Tahani recommends that Michael should have all the bad place people come to her house so they can impress them and win them over. And just after that, there's a little moment that there are a couple of these little moments sprinkled throughout the episode that prove mm-hmm. to be important at the very end where Michael says, what's up with this junk food bag? Have you been eating junk food? Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's it's my cheat day. Ha ha ha. And, and Michael has his, well, it's the good place. You're, you can cheat. Go ahead. Do all you yeah. want. But it's it's a really nice little seed planted for the end of the episode. It is. It is. Meanwhile, real Eleanor is finally getting to see what her house in the good place would be. Mm -hmm. And finally, we see the other side of Eleanor being turned off by everything in the house. Yeah. This Eleanor loves it. She loves the clown. It's like, oh, if only there was a clown nook. (gasps) (laughs) She loves the primitive Icelandic design. And she knows that the lack of stairs is because she always wanted a button she could press that would reveal the staircase. And then and then it goes back into I don't really understand the point of the the come and go staircase. But it I is... mean, it's very like modern looking. So you have a cleaner wall look because stairs aren't mm-hmm. cute. But from a function standpoint, you couldn't put anything there. It's just like you have uh-huh. more space because the stairs come out. I don't know. It's kind of cool. 
I would hate it, but I I could see why someone well I guess really wanted a because the big look. clown thing closes the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just a way of really like potting your bedroom a reveal. off yeah. as a no like making your bedroom like your own little pod that's separate and private. There's that's no fair. stairs up to it, and the thing is closed. I don't know, but you can't see the lack of stairs when your thing's closed. I don't know. It's that's her. True. It's her dream, not ours, I guess. But your intruder says that's a clown wall. Yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> I guess now in our place. what would so your would good place home look like zach hmm it would have a great home theater like like mm-hmm. plush recliner it would have like a screening room yeah like as close cool. to a movie theater size screen as i could have with like a dozen movie theater seats that's what it mm-hmm. would have yeah that, i that's i answer. agree that would mine would be there i definitely have like a in ground studio with hot tub Ooh, yeah 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 uh, you know what? Uh, my dream home is almost where we stayed in Florida together that time. Yeah. That would be like my low scale dream home, like real world. But like good place dream home. I need like a really nice music area. I want like mm-hmm. a gaming room. Music a, definitely area. A, a room that's just for a uber fancy vinyl setup. And exactly. Every record I could ever want that's sound treated for mm-hmm. music. Like yeah. I want mm-hmm. subs. I want. I want speakers surrounding like Subway me sandwiches. Like sub- exactly. Yeah. Five dollar foot longs. Yeah. Just to if the I don't grin. have a cold cut combo in <laughs> hey, hand I don't do while cold I listen cuts. to my records. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You better get me my spicy Italian. Add bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, the stair thing, I I don't know. I yeah. think that that real Eleanor. She has some very peculiar peculiar tastes. But it's funny how when the right person is there, everything just makes sense. Yeah, she's like, wow, this is a wonderful home. It's there were stairs the whole time. Well, and for her, especially having to have been in the bad place this mm-hmm. whole time, getting tortured, she's probably so happy to be in something that brings her comfort that she probably hasn't had in since she died. It's funny, Trevor says that Eleanor's place in the bad place also has one of the same clown paintings. <laughs> swear to Bieber. No, I was going to say, I like how he re- like he really reinforced, like, no, I swear. Like, swear, swear to Bieber. Bieber. <laughs> now, does that mean that Bieber is, is like... Is their god. They love nice. him. They love him down there. He's, like, super religious now. Yeah, but we see through it, Justin. <laughs> uh, we learn details, like you mentioned, of real Eleanor's routine in the bad place and what our Eleanor would go on to do if she's taken to the mm-hmm. bad place. And through that, we learn how much our Eleanor hates jazz. And yeah. his her description of, you can play trumpet, we get it, wrap it up, Elton John. <laughs> that was one of the, the actually the only like thing I wrote down, like the only line, it was Chidi's. Famously a piano player. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so funny because it is indicative of the type of people who do say that they hate jazz. They just don't know anything. No. They're just dumb. (laughs) I like songs that have a chorus and a a verse. Too many notes. Outside. (laughs) Too many notes. (laughs) I also think that real Eleanor has some funny lines sprinkled throughout of her just being so meek and plain, but saying things like, can I possibly get some water or whatever food <laughs> doesn't turn into spiders in your mouth? <laughs> so, Chidi, Eleanor, 
both Eleanor's and Trevor agree to go to dinner together. Uh, Trevor giving Eleanor a noogie. This is the part of the episode that feels like time wasted to me. Yeah. That like there's this big decision that needs to be made. Why is Trevor like, yeah, kids, let's all go get some food. Mm-hmm. I know why, because there's a spoiler reason why. Yeah. But as an episode experience, it's kind of like, but like, why are they doing important this? stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Tahani's getting ready to charm the bad place people so they can be ready to negotiate with them. Uh, but they hate everything that they bring. They hate mm-hmm. the nice food. They hate the nice house. And we see how similar one of the bad place guys is to one Jason Mendoza because he calls Good Janet. Can you get me some jalapeno poppers? Yeah. Yo, Good Janet. Hi there. Oh, huh. Give me some jalapeno poppers. Sure. Quick question. What is a jalapeno? Also, what is a poppers? Also, what is jalapeno poppers? How are you feeling now that we're like three episodes deep into reboot Janet? I, I still think it's so funny. I think so, too. What are jalapeno poppers? What are jalapenos? What is poppers? <laughs> Which, Janet, do I have a thing or two to tell you about what is poppers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, the Bad Place think rebooting Janet is hilarious. So we have so much in common with them. They just think mm-hmm. it's funny and they, they want to use it as a form of entertainment. And they make fun of Michael for how much he loves humans. Yeah. This version of Janet is almost as stupid as humans. And isn't it so funny that Michael loves humans and is as nice about humans as he as they're all like in front of, of a human. Michael's like, oh, I do sound like that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite bits of the last couple episodes of Michael being unable to be offended. Yeah. No matter so what funny. he has. Oh, flaming snakes ate my peanuts. Just all that <laughs> stuff is so funny. <laughs> and they even go from insulting him to like sending him off to get them all drinks, which he does. Yeah. He's like, you got it. Cut to the restaurant. Everyone's sitting at the table for dinner with one of my favorite cut to lines we've had with Trevor saying, this is going to make a primo dump later on. Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) Imagine being so awful that as you're enjoying your fancy steak or whatever, you're thinking about what the poop is. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, can't wait to shit this out. Like, God. And we're seeing the beginning at dinner of uh, Chidi and the real Eleanor are are bonding. They mm-hmm. both have emotional ties and frugal reasons for the, the food that they choose, even yeah. in paradise. And they, you know, that cute couple thing of, well, we're both going to get something that we like and we split. Yeah. How do you feel about that as a concept? I'm really good at sharing, just in general. I can it's tell that you're saying that it through gritted teeth, though. You don't want to share shit. Not my food. I like that's exactly what we're talking about. I know. I I will share and I will happily yeah. share, but I'm I'm also a big proponent of you can get whatever you want. Like don't feel like you can't get something because it's like expensive or nice. Like get whatever you want to get. Like if we're going out to eat, you can get everything on the menu if you want. Because I'm also at the point in my life where I don't feel bad about ordering multiple entrees and then Whoa. like eating half of some of them, then bringing what? and eating them later. You you don't that's. I feel like maybe you should feel a little... I'm not saying... I wouldn't take that away from you. No, but... that but... is very frivolous. Yeah, it is. And that... I don't know. I don't know if that would be a net positive or negative. Like, when I points. go to... There's a Japanese place by where I live that I really, really like. They have great ramen. They have anime playing on the TV a lot of the time. Okay. And when they don't have anime playing on the TV, they have Nicki Minaj playing very loudly. It's a very confusing vibe. But they have really good ramen. They have really good, like, fried chicken. They have really good, like, pork buns. So I get I all of them when I go. I understand. That sounds a little different to me. And that's where I get to my take on sharing mm-hmm. is if my partner and I go to a restaurant and it's, like, a place where you order a meal inside, mm-hmm. um, 
there's like three or four things that we want to try. So we'll each get one and we'll at least get a little taste of the other one to see mm-hmm. what it was. Well, and I'll say a, a, a key difference, Zach, that I've noticed between you and I is when yeah. we're ordering someplace, I am very quickly decisive about what I want. Like I want to try everything. And yeah. I can't decide which one I want to try today. And, I, and, and I'm you're really like, good I'm just going to try everything. Sticking with it. You know, and so I'm like, I know I like this. I know I like this. Uh-huh. I, I like that. I'll get them. And I don't feel bad about missing out on anything in the menu. That's not a thing I have at restaurants necessarily. I feel but that way. Because I can make my very quick decision. Right. Then I can very quickly decide on multiple things if I want multiple things. But right. if it's like, oh, do I want this or this? I don't really have that dilemma. I'm like, well, I'll just get this, you know spin the spin the the chamber load it up and have a party <laughs> and it's i do Russian feel that way we're at joke. the end it doesn't really matter what i get it's gonna be good no matter what i get mm-hmm. probably but I, I just like the experience of going out to eat yeah and i don't do it that often and i don't live in a place where there's just dozens and true. dozens of new places to which try. might be a nightmare for you zach no i think it'd be great because i would love to be able to go to like a new place every time i eat which in Chicago you definitely can because Even... it's not a nightmare to be to take yeah. a while to decide what I want. I think it might be a nightmare for you that I take a second to decide what I want. It's fun for me, not for me or your or your wait staff, Zach. It's not fun for them. Well, I don't see what I'm doing that's not fun for them. That I'm like, <laughs> I need another second before I can order. Unacceptable. They walked to you now, Zach. A uh, little. Oh, they don't use. They don't write shit anymore, do they? Little <laughs> iPad in hand and steven says to them i tip 20 percent no matter what so you should just walk you away should and go let the fuck away this. from me yeah <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> they're like hey what would you guys like to eat and i'm crying and i'm throwing <laughs> up and you're like get away you will get paid either way this does not concern you <laughs> anyway you're like hey is, is he okay he's fine there's a funny bit in here also that compares the two Eleanors and the differences between them where Eleanor opens up about her parents having divorced mm-hmm. and that something like that happening can really give you trauma and it can explain away a lot of the awful behavior that you go on to do. But then we <laughs> learn that real Eleanor's family situation is so much more fucked up. Than yeah. That, and it fueled her to become a Would you say they person. left her in, a, in an empty fish tank? at a train station or some uh-huh. shit like that Jesus uh, they Christ. pranked her and made her learn a made-up language when she was a kid <laughs> so she didn't know english and she still doesn't quite have the right grasp on language or <laughs> then she learned english from watching seinfeld seinfeld yada <laughs> yada <funny>. yada <laughs> i think real eleanor is funny in this episode there's a I lot do of too. and she's not negative or hateful or spiteful of our eleanor which makes no you because like her she truly more. is such a good place deserving person she dedicated her whole life to Mm -hmm. helping people that were less fortunate than her Mm -hmm. she died helping somebody that was less fortunate than her well all this is she doesn't even have a bad attitude about being in the bad place no she's like well it's great to be here can i maybe get some food yeah it doesn't doesn't turn turn to spiders Uh, Eleanor, throughout all of this, our Eleanor, she's just feeling like she doesn't fit in with trevor because she knows she's not the best person but when she is with someone like Trevor. She's not charmed by him. She feels outside of that. And meanwhile, she is jealous and feels outside of what Chidi and the real Eleanor have going on, where she just kind of feels like an outsider in this moment. And you feel bad mm-hmm. for her. Well, and she and she says once again to Trevor, this is not the first time she said this, but she's like, why is there just a medium place that we can go to? Yeah. Is it too spoilery to talk about this? 
that there is one or isn't yeah. one? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I don't think there's any spoiler in saying that a big part of the show is this idea of just flat good and flat bad is yeah. not good enough for how complex humans are. I think if one dialogue thing bugged me this whole episode, mm-hmm. it was just a little too like, I'm saying it again. I wish there was a medium place. Remember this stuff. Yeah, that was the I only. Can see that. That's but it's only because you've seen it twenty times. That's fair. I'm and sure. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I but I, I'm sure like if I, my first time watching the show, you had I, forgotten that they said the yeah. medium place, and now you remember. Mm-hmm. It. So yeah. I'll, I'll give them some grace there. I guess as a as a seasoned veteran of the show, Zach, we mm-hmm. might feel a little differently. But yeah, a that's really fair. I'll nice. Give, I'll give blip of a scene that we get here is this bonding moment between jason and janet mm-hmm. i love yes it. my I, otp i love uh i don't know jason saying to her it doesn't matter if you know things what matters is in your heart and janet's like well it does it matter does. if i know things <laughs> and i do not have a heart uh and then the moment's so cute janet being like hey i know you always ask me questions but i'm gonna ask you a question jason what are jalapeno poppers? And Jason's like, damn, I know this one. I can tell you. He once ate 50 of them in two minutes. And everyone at the hospital was super impressed. Oh, my God. That's like he said it and I laughed. But like actually thinking about what that would entail. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot of jalapeno poppers per per minute, like 25 in a minute. Like that's I mean, two and seconds. we're talking to multi entree Stephen Baker. Yeah. That's and 50 a lot of jalapeno poppers is a lot of poppers. Because it's the cream cheese that would mess you up. I think 50 of anything, unless it's something very small like a fry, gets tough. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's hard. Mm-hmm. If it's a I several bite fries, thing yeah. and you have to eat 50 of them and it's fried food, it'll... Well, because you'd have to, like, one bite, one chew, swallow. Right. And that's just quick. I mean, how are you going to pick them up that fast? I think maybe we should get people to give us enough money. And if they reach that point on Patreon, we'll do the 50. Let's see. Well, should we do how many jalapeno poppers can we eat in two minutes? Or how quickly can we eat 50? Hmm. Well, I think for our well-being, it should be how many can we eat in two minutes? Yeah. But I I think for making it a paid event... It, it being done in two be. minutes isn't enough. It should be exactly we live stream until we've eaten fifty. Until we eat fifty, we've booked today and tomorrow. To <laughs> well, today's for recording. Tomorrow is for just <laughs> can't wait to dump this out. Like that's what that's gonna be. It's it's, it's gonna be rough. We'll stream that too. Janet thanks Jason for the answer, and he hugs her. And this just this little dialogue of. Well, I don't know. I don't, maybe this isn't the right thing to say, and I apologize if it isn't, but sometimes I feel similar to how Abed could in community sometimes mm-hmm. that Janet is a little autism coded. And mm. this moment where Jason hugs Janet, Janet doesn't know how to react to that, says, Why did you do that? Because you're the only person here that's nice to me. Okay. Which is, I know, it's so sweet. It is and so it's, sweet. And because Janet, and even especially this not form a human, of Janet, it's a human moment. Well, and and I don't think this is too spoilery to say. Um, I I like that they mentioned that every time Janet gets rebooted, she gains more knowledgeability. She's more, more curious a, this time. Exactly. As having to learn things, she's learning to be curious. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that. I think I that, that this is setting up a really beautiful friendship between Janet and Jason. That's one sure. of my favorite relationships in the show. Thanks, Janet. You're welcome.
Why did you do that? Because you're the only person here that's nice to me. Okay. Back at Tahani's house, they're trying to continue and impress the Bad Place crew. <laughs> they're, they're really upset because they're not used to having to eat without listening to hardcore porn. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever eaten while that was playing. It just calms me down. It's like white noise. Listen yeah. Listen to it while I sleep. Do you think it's more the music, the dialogue, or the uh, vocal exercises that are going on? I think it's just like, I don't know, eating is very visceral and, and mm-hmm. sexing is also very visceral. Yeah. I think it just adds to the human So you're like animal. medieval times in that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Just a whole mm. mutton chop. Yeah. Or that's hair. Is a mutton chop also food? Yeah. Okay. They decide to throw a rager and trash the place, which Tahani doesn't want to do, but Michael, because he's just trying to impress them, agrees. And we get a really funny clip of the cut to Michael in, like, neon garb and the let's party yeah. on the screen dancing. Whenever they make Ted Danson do this silly stuff, it just makes my it's heart great. happy. And it starts blaring who let the dogs out. <laughs> perfect bad place song. Right? Back with the Eleanor situation, fake Eleanor is talking to real Eleanor about how she learned ethics from Chidi and how important that was to her. But Trevor just wants to know if Chidi and fake Eleanor have gone to Pound Town or not. Mm-hmm. And real Eleanor, again, is just proving to be a, a knockout in every way. She completely understands whatever happened before she was there happened, and it doesn't concern her, and it wasn't Chidi's fault. Yeah. Just, we could all deserve to be... Uh, and uh, a little bit one hundredth like of the yeah. amount of of gracious. I mean, she's so real understanding, and yeah. I, she truly is just a, a good good person. Yeah, yeah. Chidi offers to take everyone on a tour of the good place to show the real Eleanor what she's missing out on. And Eleanor's kind of had her fill of this cuteness going on mm-hmm. between the two of them. And she agrees reluctantly and to the surprise of everyone to stay back with Trevor and to not go on this tour. She's seen it all. They can have a moment. Uh, uh, Trevor, meanwhile, is clipping his toenails at the table. Oh, I love his line when he says, my dudes tend to boomerang around the room, so watch out. <laughs> He calls so, his toenails his dudes. I think I have an even worse place than at a restaurant dinner table to clip your toenails, Zach. And this is somebody that I've I've known for a long time. They're much older than I am. I think they're still alive. Uh, this guy clipped his toenails at a fucking funeral. Oh, God. In the middle of a funeral was clipping his nails. That's not good. No. That's a bad place to do it. It's real that bad. That is pretty bad. That's like, I can't imagine much yeah, because like that. getting maybe a toenail on your dinner plate is disgusting. That's really gross. But maybe getting a toenail on your deceased aunt is <laughs> a different conversation. It's a whole different kind of bad. But Eleanor's going to hang out with Trevor, and this kind of makes Chidi notice that something's going on with our Eleanor, that something's mm-hmm. really wrong with her. And that gets us to another Eleanor flashback. The They made a second Spider-Man, what is there to say flashback. <laughs> And I just wanted to have a little conversation on the conflict here is really simple. It's movie tickets need to be bought for a group. Mm-hmm. And Eleanor is so self-centered that she's concerned about getting credit card points if someone buys all the tickets. Mm-hmm. And, and we live in this Venmo world of, yeah. I'll get it, just send just me send the $12. Me so do you think Eleanor has no right to be 
upset about the potential of getting purchase points, credit card points off of these tickets? What do you think, think the right way? What do you a... think the right way, especially now that we live in a world where movie mm-hmm. theaters have assigned seats? Yeah. What's the best way to buy tickets for 10 people? I think in an ideal world. Now, I'm somebody who if we can split the check six ways, let's just do it. Yeah. It's it's not that difficult. Like sure. it's not actually a hard thing to do for the staff at most establishments. But if they have a strict like two credit card max rule, that's fine. Two people throw their cards in there, we'll Venmo. But I think in this instance it's not enough of like a major thing for Eleanor to be making as big a deal as she is about yeah. it. Like and I get her not wanting to be the person to pay. Sure. You know, that's fine. I would usually rather be the person that Venmos afterwards. And I might even send a little bit like Extra. more marginally yeah. just because they're having to go through the trouble. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm getting tickets for that many people, if it's a theater, we can all get our assigned seats, then we can all just get our own and put them next to each other. You know, it's not, but like, also like we can do if it at it's the like same this time. movie might sell out and there's 10 of us. So someone yeah. should just buy a But row. Eleanor could have done it at the same time as them. Like true, you know, and like coordinate it didn't have to be, well, I'm going to do mine separately. And then she it's, gets stuck it's a really in a better silly seat than thing they were in. To, to split hairs about. Yeah, I like sitting in the middle of the theater because mm. I don't like to see a lot of the like theater lights that they have on the floor. That's fair. I don't like to see other people because if I watch what they're doing, it'll take me out of it. I like to have mm. the experience with people and to like cheer and yell with everybody, but I like it to be me in the screen and kind of tune everything out. And if I sit in the back, I can like see everything in the room. If I'm going to like one of the like the theater that we went to to see uh, Toy Story Four and mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's where I usually go. Mm-hmm. Those theaters I like to sit in the lower section, but in the back of the lower section because how it's kind of structured. But if I'm in a standard theater, I like to be in the back row. It's much more important to me to be centered than to be front or back. Mm, I would take that's fair. I would take a front and center seat in most theaters. Over a and back I've, to the corner. I've been in a full theater where the only seat that I could get was the very front row. And it actually was not as terrible an experience as I thought it would be. It was when I saw Star Wars Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty, like... Immersive. Action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool being in the front row. Well, I, it's a weird thing for Eleanor to split hairs over. But I get why mm-hmm. her roommate was like, I think I need to find a new place to live. Yeah, because if your roommate's going to make it that difficult every yeah. time, like, that's... The bad place folks are having a rager. The bad place girls are snorting the concept of time in this moment. That sounds insane. Would you or wouldn't you? Yes. Would you you try it? Would. Would. No question. Snorting time? That sounds insane. (laughs) Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It'll fork you up. They recruit Jason. Yo, monk dude, you know how to tap a keg? (laughs) Jason looks around. Yep. <laughs> uh, and this is when we get the karaoke bit. The Bad Place Girls karaoke to the Nixon tapes, which are just so funny. Oh, my God. And then God. they force Michael to dance to them. He's like, I think I'm being pretty good at telling them I'm not okay with this. And they're like, dance <laughs> to our Nixon tape. And he does. It's really funny. Uh, Trevor and Eleanor are getting drunk at the bar. And they have, I, I guess it's a bonding moment, but... Uh, it's basically getting to the point where Eleanor kind of confesses to him, yes, I see, I don't belong Mm -hmm. here. I probably should go with you. Trevor isn't convinced that Eleanor really belongs here, even with all of the things that have happened since she's been here, because he knows all of the things that happened before she got here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eleanor once barked at a meter maid until they went away, (laughs) and her greatest accomplish was developing a new high school heavy petting. Uh, It's it's a funny moment, and it does... Yeah, I don't know if the heavy petting one's in my episode. The meter maid part is... 
Well, that's what it seems to be. If it's ever like a joke and someone shouts out like three examples of something, Mm -hmm. the edited version will keep it to one of the three examples, like the funniest of the three. Mm -hmm. But I think it's funny when they give you a couple of jokes to laugh at. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, Trevor gets to the heart of it of like Eleanor. Yeah, she'll be miserable. She'll be tortured in the bad place. But isn't being here and not feeling like you are a part of this team, like you fit in in this community, isn't that a type of torture in itself? Wouldn't it be a little relieving to at least be like, yeah, this place sucks, but I know that I earned my spot here. And it gets Eleanor to reluctantly agree. She's just kind of like, whatever. Yep. She's very dejected in this section of the episode, Mm -hmm. which is almost worse than her like punishing herself that she's just like, I don't care anymore. And it's because of this whole team thing. She's used to shutting herself out to Mm -hmm. not be in a situation like this. So she's she's fought for a second and that's very unlike her. So now she's like, I'm just going to give that up. And sure, let's go. Yeah. And then Trevor picks the worst possible moment to say, is this thing going to (laughs) happen? You know, I got to ask, babe. Oh, Trevor and Eleanor walk in on Chidi and other Eleanor bonding at the house after checking out sculptures. Uh, and they have another pound town joke where, where mm-hmm. Trevor's like, I told you they've been going at it, but they were just looking at art together. Yeah. And they have this really mature discussion of this is a weird situation. Who's going to sleep where? And Chidi's willing to give the bed to Eleanor, give the guest room to fake Eleanor, and he'll take the couch. But that can't happen because Trevor falls asleep naked in the master bedroom. My God. Did this not happen in your episode? No, not at all. No? They're like talking about who's going to sleep where so it's comfortable, right? Yeah, that wasn't in the regular one. Trevor, they're like, yeah, they're like, you can have the master bed, but then Trevor falls asleep in it naked. So Eleanor's like, you know what? I'll sleep in the bathtub. I've slept in places a lot worse than the bathtub. (laughs) So I'm going to go sleep in the bathtub. And it's just another moment showing that Eleanor's really dejected and Chidi's noticing this now. I'm surprised that wasn't in there at all. I don't I'm think sure they all show the moment where she wakes up in the bathtub. Yeah, they do. But they don't show her saying, I'll just sleep in the bathtub, or they do. I think maybe I think the scene's just a lot shorter. I don't think huh. it's like a whole like discussion you about who sleeps this. where. Yeah, yeah, I think it it's more so and this I could just be like maybe I was writing something down during this mm-hmm. point or something, but Trevor's asleep in the master bed and then they do the I think Eleanor's like, I'll sleep in the bathroom. Huh. Something like that. I don't know. It's, it's definitely a not frustrating a very because long scene. I think the longer versions are better. Yeah, I agree. maybe I need to get you the DVDs. Do you have a DVD player? If you had the DVDs, I do have a PlayStation. Yeah, maybe that would just be the. Maybe I feel like it would be better for us both to watch the longer version instead of both watching the shorter version. That's fair. Yeah, I don't. know. We'll keep it on the docket. Yeah, we'll figure. But it, out. it is kind of interesting for me to pick up. I like on to see the difference. The types yeah. of things they get cut out of episodes. That's fun. Mm-hmm. The bad place citizens are all passed out at the rager at Tahani's house, and and Tahani, Michael apologizes to, to Tahani and says that they're the only thing in the universe that scare him. Um, but he's going to be even more accommodating to get respect from them. He's going to give them more of what they want. Uh, and Tahani, she's not worried about the house being messy, but gives Michael the same speech that he she had given to Mark Zuckerberg to tell him to stand up for himself. <laughs> Uh, and tells Michael to stand up for yourself and tell them what's what and don't let them. And you thought we you were around. done with the Eisen talk today? No, Eisen talk all day, baby. <laughs> Tani also famously the reason that we got Facebook instead of the Facebook. Mm-hmm. Thank God. But Michael kind of gets this renewed. He's going to tell the bad place people what for, which is important for the final scene in the episode. Mm-hmm. Where Michael really gives them the what for. 
Meanwhile, Eleanor, she wakes up to the, in the bathtub and even wakes up with the tap dripping on her head, which mm-hmm. would just be horrible. Yeah, GD comes fun. to help her feel better, gives her something for her hangover because the Bad Place crew had the hangover filter in the good place turned off because they liked them. Yikes. She's going to walk her to her negotiation with the Bad Place and with Michael. But uh, GD... Uh, but Eleanor says, you know what? I'm fine. I'm on my own. You go do your thing with with the, with the real Eleanor. And what's nice about this moment is Eleanor's kind of doing the thing that she always does, where she's not like yeah. throwing a pity party. She's being dejected and just removing herself from a situation. But the link that she's made with Chidi goes deeper than any of that she's experienced mm-hmm. before. So even though she can say, go off, go do your thing. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. A real ally, a real friend, a real partner is going to see that as the cry for help that it is when it is. Yeah, absolutely. And Chidi tells her that. Yeah, Eleanor, just because we have a new guest in the house doesn't mean I'm not still going to be there for you. I'm in this. We're a team. Which I think was a really sweet way to say that, too. It's a really nice sentiment, even with a time-wasty episode that this can kind of feel a little bit. Yeah. That sentiment at the core of it, the, the team building and, and finding a place, that it's really nice. And they, they establish it in a really successful way here, I think. Yeah, I agree. We get one more flashback uh, tying back into, I think, from the very first episode when we saw Eleanor working at the pill company, mm-hmm. where Eleanor was almost a part of this some business we don't exactly see what the place is but she looks very google yes she had this job it's very inclusive it's very team building it's very friendly and it could have been a great thing for her but she is so conditioned to not trust that that she goes for the call center job where it doesn't matter what you're doing because i can keep myself and not have to deal with anybody else which actually struck kind of deep to me because there are a lot of jobs like that, and they are great jobs to have, but at what point are you avoiding something maybe you should not be avoiding? Mm-hmm. It's an Absolutely. interesting conflict. Yeah. We're near the end of the episode. We're at Michael's office, the negotiations on whether Eleanor should stay or not, and Trevor just reveals flat out that Eleanor agreed that she doesn't belong there and that they totally hooked up in the whole, <laughs> what are they going to believe you or, or believe me, me or, or a woman, a woman. Uh, and all the bad place people are like <laughs> yeah <laughs> the equally female to male bad place they're all like yeah, yeah woman <laughs> michael and eleanor exchange a look that i thought was a nice little moment where mm-hmm. michael kind of looks to her like what are you doing here yeah and eleanor picks that up and just as easy as she said she would leave she says you know what no i'm not leaving she she talks about how she doesn't belong here but she wants to she wants to be mm-hmm. a part of this group because of chidi and she wants to be like chidi and a really nice moment even real yeah. eleanor steps up and says of course you can change and yeah. they share a sweet moment of eleanor gets to tell that eleanor i love how you're not hating on me because of all of this and it's Mm -hmm. just a really cute little girl power moment between the two of them so when trevor's like well if you're not gonna kiss then shut the hell up yeah (laughs) who cares and then trevor goes on to say that this is more serious than that if we learned the the mysterious name sean sean they don't handle this between them if they don't come to an agreement sean who is this judge with the real final say between their realms as michael explains Sean will be called in. Uh, Trevor says they need to make an offer or else that'll be the next step. And Michael has his big hero moment of the episode. He does. He says, you know what? Yeah, I've got a thing for you. You get nothing. Nothing. And Ted Danson delivers it so well. Yeah. Okay. 
Here's my offer. You get nothing! We're not letting fake Eleanor go, and we're not giving you anything. Get her, Michael! You can summon every evil creature you have, every weapon in your arsenal, every four-headed flying bear. They have them down there. But we are not giving up. I believe that Eleanor belongs in the good place. If I'm wrong, you can take her to the bad place and punish her all you want. Just really go to town on her. Gaga, easy, buddy. But she's staying here. Now, all of you, get the fork out of my neighborhood. They're not letting Eleanor go no matter what the bad place sends to them because she belongs in the good place. Mm-hmm. But if they're wrong, torture her all you want. We don't care about that. If I'm wrong about this, <laughs> do whatever you want to her. And Eleanor's like, okay, calm down. Yeah. And he ends it with a get the fork out of out my of neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And this scene I want to talk foot down. I want to talk about this scene in the spoiler talk in a moment. Yeah, absolutely. Trevor tells Eleanor that they'll leave, but that they're on borrowed time. So they're gonna mm-hmm. leave, but the next step is coming and, and this is not solved. There's more to come. The team do have a positive moment, though, as they applaud Michael for standing up for Eleanor. Mm-hmm. And Eleanor and Chidi share a sweet little look. And the way that they're just ever so tenderly moving the line on their softness for each other mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah. It's a nice look. Especially because I mean, Eleanor, I think, was was hurt earlier when, yeah. when Chidi was like, we're just teacher and student, nothing more. Yeah. And that, that really hurt her feelings. Yeah. But they are more than that. And yeah, absolutely. And Chidi knows they're more than that. And that moment of them looking at each other proves that they are more than that. And that feels like it's going to be the end of the episode. And I wouldn't have been mad if it was to end an episode on an uplifting moment. Here. Yeah. But the stinger is great. Oh, I and it wouldn't be how... the good place if, it, if it, there was no cliffhanger at the end. So... Tani doesn't know what's up, but she knows that Jason isn't Jason. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that this is a really big development that's been building for like six or seven episodes at this yeah. point. And the unraveling of it happens so subtly and almost like in the background. Mm-hmm. And I think it works because Tahani's like, you've been sloppy lately. I, I found your wrappers. I saw that you knew how to t- half a keg. Yeah. So I decided maybe I should check out your secret room that nobody's ever allowed in. Mm-hmm. And I found all this stuff and it's time to explain. Yeah, uh, I'm excited it, for that. To... It's a good moment. Mm-hmm. I think we're gearing up for some interesting Tahani stuff that proves why she might not be as perfect as we think in the way that she yeah. handles this situation. Absolutely. And it's immediately like a hostage situation. You know? Yeah. And that's where the episode ends. Now that we've talked through it, how do you feel? Time waster or or time filler? Mostly time filler. Agreed. Mostly time filler. I think that this this is a very a much more important episode than it seems at the time. Yeah. There's much more to chew on in this episode than I thought. You're mm-hmm. totally right. Let's get into our spoiler talk before we do good wow. plays fresh on our mind. Wow. Everyone give us a couple moments if you leave for spoilers. We'll be back in a bit to wrap up the episode. This episode is a time waster because it's the bad place. Michael has constructed this as the grandest of time wasters. Mm Eleanor is never going to get on a train to the bad place because she's in the bad place. So there's always going to be a thing to stretch it out. Yeah. Always. And this is where that starts. It's well, it's been going on for a well, while. Well, this is when it directly starts where they're aware that somebody that she's gonna have to get on a train, go to the bad place. They're starting but... to run out of rope a little bit. It's time mm-hmm. to bring in the next heavy hitter. 
And that makes this episode so much more satisfying. Yeah. To know that underneath it, Michael and Trevor are laughing together about how everything is working. Yeah. And especially the moment where Michael says, it's this big heroic moment of I'm standing up for Eleanor. But in the same breath, he says, the bad place can throw every monster, every everything it has. Bring yeah. it here. Throw it on us. Because it's just more torture. Well, and, and I forgot really that they successful. introduced Sean as, as the judge originally. Yeah. So that's – I'm, I, and he does a fantastic yeah. job on this show. So I'm excited for him to – Mark Evan Jackson. Great actor. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. And all of it. Like real Eleanor being so perfect, it reads as yeah. sweet, but it's a demon pretending. And <laughs> a demon in her star moment. Chidi's being tortured because now he's about to have some type of feeling for these two people. Mm-hmm. Tahani's being tortured because she's stuck with the bad place people and she thinks she's helping, but really it's an excuse to have her house get wrecked. And Michael, and, who's been pointing, you know, Tahani in every direction, yeah. now is torturing both her and Jason because Jason gets found out. Yes. And Tahani has to deal with that. That's really all I have to say. Not that there's stuff to discuss in those spoilers. Just mm-hmm. the fact that nothing is just one thing in The Good Place. Yeah. A really good filler episode is there for a reason and has a lot of material folded into it mm-hmm. that will reveal itself throughout the show. And that makes it so fun to go back and watch these episodes, even the filler episodes, because no other show is rewatchable in this way where the plot reveals different shades of what you've already seen. It's a totally different experience. Yeah. So fun. Good times. Super fun. Let's do good place, bad place. Good place, bad place. We'll open with the bad place. Oh, and we're going to open with our email to see if we can be swayed one way or the other. So this one is from our good friend, Jennifer. Uh, Or Jen. She's good with both. Um, She said the good place... Uh, Tahani for trying to help Michael stand up for himself and Chidi for telling fake Eleanor that he was still there for her. Mm-hmm. Bad place for her was still Trevor because of the still waiting on that smile comment, which is just disgusting. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. That yeah. helps. That helps me a little. Mm-hmm. Bad place. I'm thinking because it would be easy to just give it to Trevor again. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to go on a limb and give it to Michael, mm. even though he has his heroic moment in the end. The way that he is bullied and pushed over into doing whatever the bad place people want uh, uh, really made things worse when he's trying to help. And if you're the type of person that hurts even when you're trying to help, I think that gets you in the bad place. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be counter to you. Because sure. my bad place is Trevor. Well, I don't think you gave it to him last week, and I did. So I, uh, I think that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think him, um, the getting Eleanor drunk and, and getting her to agree to come to the bad place, the, you know, just overall mean comments. The, you know, he's, he's, he's bad behavior this week. I agree. Now, what about good place? I think my good place, well, because I've been talking about how sweet and understanding she is, it's got to be real Eleanor. Not yeah, only, of choice. course, does she belong in the good place, she finally gets to enjoy the good place. If mm-hmm. anyone deserves to go to the good place, it's someone who has been tortured in the bad place for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, she is. She's understanding. She's considerate. She's chill. She's real with these people. Wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's Eleanor this week. Real Eleanor, not our Eleanor. I think that's a great choice. She was in my consideration, but I gave it to Michael this week. I think sure. that he does 
show that he is more than just this angelic being who's mm-hmm. super lawful good. He can see the gray area and try and help. Uh, and he is keeping Eleanor from getting on that train. Sure. And I think that regardless that big of, moment at the end is quite heroic yeah it is and even in the beginning he's like you can't have her you know like we'll give you any like give what do you want we'll give you anything and and that's partly why he's he's being led through all these demeaning acts by the demons is because he's trying to get on their good side because he's yeah. scared of them and he doesn't want them to take eleanor on that train well stop that's our good place that bad train. place this week what was that stop that train by oh. uh john mayer is that what I, I should play at the song... end of the episode, or should I look elsewhere? Um, either that, or what did I think? Or either that, or someone like you by Adele. One of the two. Okay. Either way, it's going to be kind of a downer. Yeah. That's our discussion on someone like me as a member. Next week, we're going to be back to talk about the tenth episode of season one, Cheaty's Choice. Send us in your emails, timeknifepod at gmail.com. Send us in your trivia for future weeks. You can always find us on Twitter at timeknifepod to know what episodes we need trivia for when and you can also tell us who makes it into your good place and bad place any cheaties philosophy class thoughts that you have which will come back one of these days we just had so much meat to chew on in these episodes Mm -hmm. that we've had we've had to put it to the side but it'll come back tell us what you want to see there timeknifepod at gmail.com and if you like this show if you think it's good Support us on Patreon, where you can get a full rewatch podcast of Cowboy Bebop, and soon a full weekly rewatch podcast of That 70s Show, which is going to be so much fun. So Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast is the place to hang out with us. Steven, you know the drill. Where else can they find us? You know, if if you want to stay in our good place and not in our bad place, um, take a a little sneak peek inside our flaming snake can of nuts over <laughs> on twitter and instagram over the under the name uh at time knife pod you can also find us on youtube search the name of the show uh, uh into the time it's knife and you'll yep. see the video companion to this podcast uh, you'll get to see my my uh attack on titan stuff that i got on today in you can see my poster for prestige film women talking there we on go the wall. there you go uh inspirational film for yeah. zach mm-hmm. um I, and maybe he, I should let women talk. They're right. <laughs> it wasn't. Who are you going to listen to? Me or a woman? I bet Trevor hates that movie. Uh, he, I bet he, he probably walked out and he's like, women talking. Trevor loves the Fablemans. Yeah, he, that's his <laughs> best picture pick. Um. <laughs> and this, I didn't talk about the Oscars at all because this is our last time recording before the mm-hmm. awards. They've happened when this comes out, so... Maybe I'm eating my words, and it was Fablemans as far as the eye can see. I hope not. Well, but I, I would trust your opinion on it, Zach, because you've seen every movie nominated for anything this year. All 39 feature films. You and... even found the one that the song mm-hmm. that everyone thought mm-hmm. was. And fake. 15 short films. I watched them all, every single one. And I don't feel like it was a waste. I feel like even the mm-hmm. bad things that I watched were bad in an interesting way, like Blonde. And yeah. some of the movies were great that I wouldn't have watched otherwise, like RRR and mm-hmm. Banshees of Inishirin and Babylon and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. And the short films. I've never watched short films like that. That mm-hmm. was a lot of fun, too. But let's wrap up the episode. It's been a let's lot of fun. It. We'll be back next week. Steven, get us out of here. From inside the time knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next time. A school of a ba 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 ba. Oh, you have to play jazz. 
Bye.